Hello, wonderful campers. Unfortunately, the last two weeks, Morgan and I have had such trouble finding a time to record because of all of life's goofery and visiting family and friends and just so much. So I have re-edited and gussied up this fantastic Castle Ghosts episode from this time last year. I literally researched and recorded it myself, but I had a fantastic time listening as if for the first time. I did not remember any of the stories, so I I think you guys will have a pretty good time with it too. Here is also a reminder to subscribe and review to our podcast so other wonderful people in need of cozy spookiness can find us. To pair with this episode, if I'm a podcast sommelier, Uh, I designed a t-shirt based on vintage London souvenir shirt that says, unfortunately, I love British bullshit. And I think that applies here. And it has a sweet little bear with a rain jacket caught in the rain. It's very cute. Uh, as well as we have a castle tour souvenir shirt or, or sweatshirt or long sleeve shirt or camisole or tote bag, whatever you choose. And this is all available on TeePublic. And just now on Patreon a few days ago, I released my November mood board for books and movies I'm watching and reading this November. And this November for me has been dubbed in my cozy medieval era November. So join up if you'd like to see what I've been reading and doing and feeling and <laughs> and watching to really embrace a kind of medieval November. And now it is time for the show. So I decided to do some Castle Ghosts of Scotland to put us all in the mood of of a very bleak Scottish ghost. It's very funny. I almost did a lot of research on castles today. Ooh. But I didn't. Well, neither did I. But I will will tell you some stories about them. (laughs) I don't know if these are, once again, these, these are from a 1995 documentary. So it's like... It's also a 1995 mm-hmm. paranormal documentary, so take all of this history with like a with like Amazing. four tablespoons of salt. Like this is, <laughs> I'm not going to disrespect it by researching it and proving it wrong. So we're just going to accept whatever it has for us. So it's the from the same documentary series that I've gotten the previous Castle Ghosts of England, Castle Ghosts of Ireland, and Castle Ghosts of Wales. It is hosted by Robert Hardy, who is an English actor who played Cornelius Fudge in Harry Potter, the Harry Potter series, which itself is very like medieval and castle-y. Mm-hmm. And it's just a wonderful show where he roams around these spooky places and talks to all these toffinized aristocrats. And uh, God knows I love impersonating them because they're (laughs) fucking weird. (laughs) And and they're all roaming around their dusty castles, much like the spirits. I haven't heard a Scottish accent in a long time, but I think I can probably pull a Scottish accent out of my ass when it's needed. Oh, I'm sure you can. (laughs) So, Scotland is a land that has witnessed a bloody history of intrigue and betrayal. <laughs> so first we're going to Fivey Castle. Have you ever heard of that? Five V? <laughs> no, you haven't. 
It's Fivey, like F I V E Y. Oh, yes, I've not heard of this. <laughs> it's in the Grampian region. The scenic Grampian. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, the Re- famous region. scenic Grampian. <laughs> region of Scotland. Uh, it has a facade a facade that sort of resembles a French chateau. But long before its first towers came up in the year 1400, it was a royal hunting grounds where King Robert the Bruce dispensed justice. Robert the Bruce. <laughs> I'm descended from a long line of Bruce's. Literally. My, you are. My brother Bruce is Bruce the Third. Wow. And my his brother, my other half-brother's name is Robert. There you go. And this all comes together to mean nothing. It's like when you tie a knot and then pull it and it's just straight again. It's like, oh, and we're back where we started. So Fivey is steeped in mystery and strange tales. It has three pretty popular legends in particular. A hidden chamber that causes blindness or death to those who disturb it. A centuries-old curse and the ghost of a betrayed wife, the green lady who walks Fivey's halls to this day. This day being 1995. (laughs) She stopped in 96. (laughs) No, I'm sure she's still there. Oh, yeah. So we're meeting up with the curator of arms and armor at Fivey, who is Major John Patton. He must have been like a military person, unless his Mm -hmm. first name is Major, which is not likely. And um, (laughs) it's just just crazy how in in the British Isles, if you... It'd be like on The Sims, once you go down the military track, at the end of the track, you can just like work for the queen. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? That's wild, yeah. It's like, that can be something you do with your career. That's like, if you sat down with a counselor, they could be like, and you could always get into arms and armor at uh, any of our castles. Oh, what a dream. (laughs) I know, it's so funny. (laughs) So in 1992, he became a believer at 5e Castle. But he was a military Mm -hmm. man at first, and he definitely was like, not a believer when he started. You love to see it. Seriously. So Robert Hardy says, Do you find yourself laughing at people who believe that 5e is haunted? Uh, not at all. There was a time I would have, but I've had two experiences in the castle that changed my mind. And I, I tend not to treat it as a laughing matter anymore. And Robert Hardy himself, the host, has also had a ghost experience himself, which is why he's so <laughs> open and willing to doing this documentary wow, series. yeah. So one wet January afternoon, as uh, Major John (laughs) was entering the drawing room, he stepped aside to let a woman in a dress pass. But when he turned around, there was no one there. Only a strong rose perfume was left in the air. So he searches for a logical explanation for this, and no one is there. He's basically alone in the castle. And he even asked the staff if there was any kind of rose scented anything used. Mm -hmm. And there was none. And then a month later, he was urgently summoned to calm down a tourist in distress. She had been touring one of the rooms when, which also is the beginning of my romance novel. (laughs) 
tourist in distress in a castle after having just seen a ghost, and then the Major John, head of armor and armory, military man, but also history nerd, comes down and... But that's not what happened, and I'm pretty sure she was elderly. So she had been touring one of the rooms when she saw something in the mirror that scared her half to death. Through a haze of shimmering green appeared a woman in a historical gown with ropes of pearls around her neck. Then in a blink of an eye, she was gone. Green? I've never heard of green ghosts. You haven't? You've never heard of a green lady? No, I love this. In the blink of an eye, she's gone. This tourist is worried that she's going insane, but she tells she confides in Major John. Mm. And he believes her and validates her, and they lived happily ever after. Yeah, they do! (laughs) (laughs) And Robert goes, and who do you think it could be who you both saw? And he goes, oh, without a doubt, in my mind, it was the green lady of Fivey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was the green lady of Fivey. So the green lady is supposed to be Dame Lilius Drummond. (laughs) In the early 17th century, the owner of the castle was Alexander Seton, Lord Fivey. He was one of the Lord Fiveys. And he lived in the castle with his wife, Dame Lilius. He was not satisfied with her, as they had had five daughters and no sons. And I guess the law of the land there, as well as England, was primogeniture, meaning they kept estates together by only allowing men to inherit. Uh This was not across the board the rule. You could let your daughter inherit but you could also (laughs) entail your property so that someone in the family was like hey this has to go to a son for the next five generations and i'm gonna make that legally binding which i know oh my i know the like dickhead ancestor that did that would be the cause of many jane austen novel um conflicts Mm -hmm. so So he's dissatisfied with her five daughters, no son, and a young girl and relative of Dame Lilius, Grizel. (laughs) Beautiful (laughs) historical names. Uh, She grew up in their midst, and as she became of age and became quite beautiful, Lord Fivey set his sights on her. He fell passionately in love with her. I mean, can you fall passionately in love in Scotland? I don't know. But... (laughs) But they at least felt probably warmly towards each other. And suddenly Dame Lilius was reported unwell. And within months, the word came that she had died. (gasps) He straight up murdered. Rumors around the circumstances of her death were whispered by the staff that Lilius had perhaps been locked in one of the distant towers of the castle and starved to death was the the primary rumor. Murder. (laughs) I feel so bad for her. I feel like this happened, this type of thing happened a lot. I really don't know how often it really happened. Wives getting killed off? I don't know. Part of me is like, yes, but these, you know... English people and, I, you know, these people were probably English. They probably weren't like, you know, red-blooded Scots if they're living in a, if they're lords of manors and living in castles and stuff. And English people, I feel like, tend to, you know, just 
give each other a, a great her. distance, <laughs> a great birth. Uh, <laughs> you know, true. they don't they don't tend to be that aggressive familially. But then, and then I remember that even Princess Diana pushed her stepmother down the stairs. So it's like, mm. <laughs> 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 are the English inherently just like distant and cold? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Weeks after Lilius died, Seton marries the young Grizel, and his actions were never questioned. But revenge may have been had after all, because on their wedding night, Seton and his wife, laying in their four-poster mahogany bed and all the spooky tapestries on the walls and probably like a statue, yeah, like a just a bear taxidermy or something horrible and they're like that's ah, good for the wedding blood that makes brings boys and it's just like ah, get this out of my fucking room <laughs> um so she's sleeping for the first time in this like big spooky master bed that she her like aunt or whatever had previously slept in and she's like uh, this is weird already <laughs> and yeah. she starts hearing Hell yeah. <laughs> through the window and he's like uh, it's just the wind my darling it's simply the wind he goes out and checks, but it's a very still night. There doesn't seem to be much wind. So he closes the window, returns to bed, and is like, I assure you, there's nothing to worry about now, you know? You're a fivey now. No problems at all. Now that I've done away with my wa- I mean... <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> As the night wore on, the sounds from outside became more persistent and more human like the wailing of a woman in great despair. In the morning light, Grizel cautiously approaches the window. She swings it open, notices that something was carved into the slab of stone. She turns her head to read it, and there were clumsy, tall letters that spelled D. Lilius Drummond. <gasps> and the letters remain to this day. That's so cool. There's probably an explanation for that. But this is the explanation that care. I'm interested in. I will not pursue it any further in my brain. Exactly. <laughs> the Green Lady is a startling apparition. And though the appearance is distressing, she rarely causes any harm. But there are other spirits in 5e you may be more cautious of. So we meet with Christopher Hartley, who is the assistant curator of the National Trust of Scotland, and he oh. headed the team that restored Fivey. Mm. Robert Hardy goes, there are rumors around Fivey that there's a secret room. Is there any truth in that? Is that a secret chamber? I hope so. And <laughs> I really hope so. And he says... Well, Fivey is certainly a very busy house, you know, surrounded by stories and myths and legends. And indeed, when we came here to find the way that posh English people mm -hmm. speak, you just have to sort of ride the wave up and then go down and then come <laughs> right back up again and then get quieter. <laughs> you know, it's just it's ha, 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 ha. that's sort of how I would instruct someone if they wanted to learn dialect. 
It's sort of just like Spot a little on. bit of Novocaine and then you ride the wave. <laughs> and indeed, when we came here, we did find a hidden space underneath this room, the charter room. And the room itself has got concealed in its walls, various cupboards that open. So then he leads Robert over to this corner area and he pulls open the paneling that was against the wall. And there's a door there. And Robert goes, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Polite shock. Uh, and uh, and then he opens the door, but it opens onto stone, like it's been like bricked over, whatever <gasps> it led to. So cool! I know, right? I know, I know. Is the wife in it? <laughs> it's just like a frozen lucite, like mummy. <laughs> um, and he goes, and who knows where it might have led, possibly down to a stair. A surveyor wanted to open the bricked-up room downstairs, but we persuaded him not to, because, of course, the terrible curse on whoever reveals the room. It's a risk someone should take. I know, I'm like... So I know what's I'm in like, it. I'm like, well, usually I'm making fun of the English people for ignoring the signs of a curse, but yeah. but I still want you to see it, what it I, is. Yeah. I want someone to be the victim <laughs> of it so that I can see what yeah. the deal is. But don't worry, people in the past have tried, and they were the victims of this curse, and we know about them, so so they'll be the victims that I can tell you about. So, so twice in 5e's history, the curse of the hidden room was invoked. For anyone who disturbs the room, death to the lord of the castle, and blindness to his wife. Oh. So in 1816, General William Gordon, the Lord of the the Lord of Fivey at the time, went in search of the hidden room. He failed to find an easy entrance to it, and very soon after his attempt, he died. And his wife, a former domestic servant in the castle, which is a story I really want to hear. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> She was afflicted with a blindness that lasted the rest of her life. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so she obviously paid the price for climbing the ladder. Some man sin. Some members of the family were undeterred by this, and another Gordon, six years later, Sir Morris, determined to enter the secret room. On the day when the workmen were beginning to work on it, he fell and broke his leg. He ordered the workmen to stop, and he thought that would save him from the curse's effects. <laughs> no, you've already tried too far. So, however, shortly afterwards, his wife developed a painful eye condition which plagued her for the rest of her life. So it seems they both got, like, curse light. <laughs> they should have just finished. Yeah, he's like, or somebody who's really old and ready to die. So, like, any aristocrat. They yeah. should just be like, you know what? I'll try it. <laughs> right on my deathbed, I'm going to have someone open this fucking thing because I want to see what's inside. Then you have a legacy. And maybe you'll haunt the chamber. <laughs> so, there is another more mysterious, spooky element of Fivey Castle known as the Curse mm. of the Weeping Stones. So the tale of the curse is more than 500 years old. There was a prophet known as Thomas the Rhymer, who was ill-tempered and quick to take offense. And he announced that he wished to visit Fivey, 
In anticipation, the like big spooky doors of the castle were opened for him. And years passed, and he did not arrive. But they kept the doors open. And a castle is not like a normal house. Like, it's not the same as like leaving your front doors open. Castles are like multi-layered and, you know, they're fortresses. So Mm -hmm. it's not like they were just letting the draft in for seven years. I just wanted everyone to know. (laughs) Seven years after he announced his intention, he arrived. And as he approached the castle, a freak storm turned up and the large door slammed in his face. He took personal (laughs) offense to this and responded by laying a curse on the castle and its grounds. The curse spoke of three stones taken from the boundary of the castle land, and until all three stones were reunited, a hex would remain on Fivey. Thomas's curse of the weeping stones decreed that until all stones were brought together, no male heir of Fivey Castle would inherit. So one stone was recovered and has been protected ever since. <laughs> to the owners of 5V, the curse feels very real, as many of their first sons died, lost to war or illness, and did not inherit the castle for generations. The curse is so powerful that the one weeping stone still exerts influence. Christopher Hartley, our curator, came under the stone's spell as he was working on its conservations and display. He said, While we were working at the castle, I spent a lot of time with the stone, examining it, and it was strange. Any time I seemed to be closely working with it, shortly after, something terrible happened to me. The first time, I twisted my ankle, and so did the surveyor, who saw it at the same time. The second time, I sprained my knee very badly. (laughs) He just sounds clumsy. I know. I'm like, what are you doing? Do you do any mobility exercises? What's going on here? And the third time, I was rushed to the hospital in the middle of the night with kidney stones. He says, I don't like to look at the stone or get too close to it at all. I try to avoid it if I can. The stone also has remarkable properties. While it is dry and in a wooden bowl, it can become wet and fill the bowl with moisture. What? So this is a phenomenon that I believe is very scientifically explained. <laughs> I didn't look into it because I respect. I don't want the magic to be because ruined. Because I respect these. But I couldn't help it because I had a previous knowledge of such a stone. Mm. In the, but it was also based in fiction, hard to tell. So in one of Ken Follett's, who's a, you know, author who loves to write these super thick uh, medieval epics spanning like 50 years and Mm -hmm. i of course have read a couple and uh Mm -hmm. one of them i believe it's pillars of the earth the most popular it's set in like the 1100s or 1200s i think have they get their hands on like or someone yeah i think someone carves or something a holy relic i did i read this in high school and it's like the mother mary and the mother mary like cries like the stone relic like cries like moisture comes out of the stone and it like brings everybody it becomes like a a pilgrimage site um but apparently it's because it has to do with like the properties of the stone itself like the its ability to retain moisture and release moisture based on Mm. the humidity in the air based on the weather or something like that or the temperature 
So it's like, it can be explained. And I have heard of this happening before in a Ken Follett novel (laughs) set in the Middle Ages. So once again, (laughs) this is pretty far removed from any scientist telling me this, but... I feel like if Ken Follett thought it, then it's probably accurate. Probably, yeah. As Christopher Hartley says, the air is very busy with more than human visitors. So now we're going to transition to Glom's Castle. It's spelled G-L-A-M-I-S, Glom's. Okay. Don't. We're just going to ignore the I. (laughs) It feels very New England to just like, just like smooth out a bunch of letters. Yeah. I feel like this could be like Glom's Rhode Island. After a certain point, you just stop pronouncing the eh. It's too much work. Too much. So, one great Scottish castle has a royal and haunting lineage. In the Angus landscape is Glom's Castle. It is, without a doubt, the most haunted castle in Scotland, or so Robert Hardy <laughs> says. Ooh, big claim. He... Oh, Shakespeare chose Gloms as the setting of his Scottish tragedy, Macbeth. And it's here in the story that King Duncan was stabbed to death by Macbeth. Cool. But the real lords of Gloms, the Leon family, have had a long and violent history as dramatic as a period tragedy. So originally it was a hunting lodge of the King of Scots. And then Gloms was given to the Leon family in 1372 by King Robert II. The castle was the childhood home of... I don't refer to anyone as their majesty. I'm an American. Uh, To her majesty, Queen Elizabeth, the queen mother. So the current Queen Elizabeth II, her mother was raised in this castle and her original last name is Bowles Leon and she mm-hmm. was raised there in like the 20s. I've seen photos. It's crazy. I don't mm-hmm. fucking know how just like little children were raised in like gigantic haunted castles. I want to believe it'd be super cool. No, you were probably but it would like not at all. No. You'd see your parents like <laughs> once a day for an hour after dinner and at like most. no one hugged you. It, it was it was a really bad scene, honestly. But it's like crazy to imagine. Mm-hmm. So in the calm light of day, the massive castle with its turrets and fortifications and spires exudes serenity, power, even magic. But at night, the fairy tale image devolves into something more sinister. <laughs> yes. So numerous legendary sightings of ghosts has been seen for hundreds of years at this castle. Hundreds of years. <laughs> One Lord of Glamis, Gloms, Gloms, was said to have been visited by the the master of all evil. <gasps> and an ethereal oh. gray lady, no Morgan, not you, the Christian devil. <laughs> an ethereal gray lady has also been seen praying in the castle chapel. But with this ghost, the family feels no unease. She is one of Scottish history's most tragic victims. I don't think that's true at all. Uh, A lady of Gloms who was condemned as a witch and suffered a terrible fate. Oh, much worse has happened. (laughs) I'm so sorry, but... (laughs) I really think I agree. (laughs) 
Not great, but not worse. Uh, 400 years ago, the close links between the Scottish royal family and the Gloms castle had dreadful consequences. The sixth Lord of Gloms married the beautiful and accomplished Janet Douglas. (laughs) And they had a son named John. The family lived peacefully at Gloms until the Lord died in 1528, leaving his wife in a very vulnerable position. Janet belonged to the Douglas clan, and her brother was stepfather to King James the... Oh my god, I wrote a percent sign and then a TH. James the... I think... Oh, that's got to be five. Fifth. (laughs) James the fifth, who despised his tyrannical stepfather, who was Janet's brother. His loathing grew into obsession, and he carried out a ruthless vendetta against the Douglases, and the innocent Janet became the focus of the king's hatred. As a widowed lady, Gloms no longer enjoyed the protection of marriage, and King James seized Gloms for his crown. For the crown. Lady Gloms was accused of magic and sorcery and mixing deadly potions with which to poison the king. Well, so she's not guilty of that. she and her son were arrested and taken to Edinburgh Castle, which I have covered previously in my in Haunted Edinburgh. So if you'd like to hear more about Haunted Edinburgh Castle, please refer to that episode where they were imprisoned in the dark and fearsome dungeons. Meanwhile, King James occupied Glom's court and seized its contents for himself. Imprisoning Lady Glom's had been easy. But convicting her of charges would be more difficult to pull off because everybody liked Janet and she was respected and had a really great reputation. So the king had to resort to torture to get a confession out of her servants and family. They were stretched on a rack to extract false evidence against her and her 16 year old son was forced to witness these horrors before he was brutally tortured. Oh, God. I think people have a misconception that in the past... You could just do whatever you wanted and just be like, well, she's a witch. Get her out of my sight. And then, but no, the, even if the laws are weird, wacky and stupid, generally speaking, they still had to be upheld to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Um, You couldn't just be like, well, she's a witch burner. Like, you have to, I mean, it sounds crazy, but you have to have evidence that she is a witch. Like, they, they thought that witchcraft was a real enough, you know, a present danger that you could accumulate evidence of it, like if someone was an arsonist. So they torture people and extract evidence, and these tactics work, and Janet confesses. Because everyone around her is being tortured on her behalf. Oh, poor thing. Poor uh, other people. <laughs> yes. Maybe more so. Janet was convicted of witchcraft and she and her son were condemned to death. Mm. On July 7th, 1537, almost blind because of her long, dark incarceration, she was burned alive. Oh. The onlookers fell silent. An eyewitness described her suffering with great commiseration that she had had a man-like courage to face her death. (sighs) Janet's son, John, was reprieved until he came of age. (laughs) God, can you imagine that hanging over you? Being like, when you turn 18, I'm going to burn you to death. (laughs) It's like children of the (laughs) core. And by the time he grew up, uh, the king had died. 
And James had been remorseful for his actions and felt that the whole Janet situation was the black spot on his reign. So on the ascension to the throne of his daughter, Mary, Queen of Scots, who also ended up um, executed, <laughs> which I talked about in the uh, <laughs> Haunted Edinburgh episode, uh, she <laughs> returned the ransacked castle of Gloms to the young Lord John back into the, the like Gloms line. Hey. So from the time of Janet's execution, the spirit of the Grey Lady has been seen wandering Glom's castle. And the hollow hammering sound often heard when she is seen is thought to be the sound of workmen building the scaffolding of which she would on which she would be burned. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Stone chapels are so spooky. Have you ever been in like a spooky old chapel, like a really old chapel? Not like proper old. I mean, the school I went to high school, and there was like a chapel building part from the 1800s. Oh, that's pretty old in America. But we weren't allowed to like walk into it. Oh my god! Because gosh. it was like, uh, would kill somebody if you step foot in it. Oh my god! That's not <laughs> restoration. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> Well, there's cool overseas. Uh, there's so many, so many spooky, just like God dropped his handkerchief and all of his sneezes were little stone chapels over. You get it. We we, yeah, we had I a do. we had a on the French chateau episode. The French person described the chateau as like like the the region as like God's handkerchief like like dropped a bunch of castles or something that's why I thought of that um but it's just like full of these spooky little stone and and they have like weird mosaics in the ground and like lit candles the way it lights up stone um the way that stained glass the light reflects in off of stone it just feels so much different and so much spookier and closer to the supernatural than most American churches I have ever been. I would feel like that would make me feel closer to Yeah, the the beyond, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe the architecture is where all of my religious education went wrong. Maybe so. (laughs) Maybe you'll go overseas and and have a complete Catholic awakening. (laughs) Highly likely, Uh, yeah. Even those chapels, though, they are pretty pagan, so... You never know. Cool. So unexplained voices have also been heard around the castle at night, particularly the rattling of dice and the specter of a man with an enormous beard. Cool. Many of these hauntings have focused on the bedroom called the Blue Room. One account from the 1870s describes this event. So a guest of the castle, the wife of the Archbishop of York, was staying in the blue room when she awoke with the feeling that something had brushed her face, but she couldn't see anyone in the room. Suddenly, a figure loomed over her with a long flowing beard and the face of a dead man. At other times in the castle late at night, family has been disturbed by men's voices raised in anger and cursing. Sounds that seem to emanate from a walled-up chamber in the castle's crypt. Could these voices in the blue room haunted be connected? I hope so. In 1454, Patrick, the first Lord Gloms, 
was said to have played host to an evil visitor. Lord Gloms was known for his love of gambling and often played cards with Earl Beardy of Crawford. Continue. So called because of his thick, long beard. Really? They literally were like, that's Lord Beardy. He's got a big beard. I... I, that's the first I've ever heard of a nickname like that. <laughs> Earl Beardy of Crawford. So the pair were playing together late one Saturday night when a server entered and said, Um, excuse me, but I must say, we're nearing the Sabbath. It is nearing midnight and you must stop gambling for it is the Lord's Day. And they're like, can you not see we're playing here? Get off with you. So the poor servant returns to his lodging. The men ignore him and play on. But at five minutes to midnight, the servant again returns and says, I beg you, it's not five minutes till midnight. You cannot gamble on the Sabbath. It's the Lord's day. And they say, we care not what day of the week it is. If we have a mind to, we'll play until doomsday. He (laughs) would regret his words. Still the men played on. Then at the stroke of midnight, the door opened. A mysterious stranger entered. He said, Why don't I join you and play? They allowed him. He sits down and he has the exact same long fake nails as Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise in Interview with the Vampire. Yes! And he pulls out a sack and says, I I hope this will be enough. And then up turns a bunch of sparkling rubies onto the table. The three men are like, yeah, that'll do. (laughs) We were playing with dried haggis. That'll do. So the three men started to play. And Lord Glams and Earl Beardy soon got into a heated argument. The stranger merely looked on. The sounds from the room became loud and furious, and the servants approached the door. I feel we should go in as the Sabbath, and they're yelling and going on about you with each other. <laughs> but as they approached the door, they stumbled back in horror. The two gambling men were enveloped in flames, but they did not <gasps> know. That night, the castle knew it had entertained the Prince of Darkness. I knew it was the devil. He sounded so cool. Lucifer. (laughs) The two men were condemned by the devil until doomsday. The price of gambling on the Sabbath. (gasps) I love that! Michael, and this can't be right, I wrote Gerges. That has I hope it's right. got to be a typo. Gerges? <laughs> uh, Michael something, Bose Leon, he's got the same name as the mother of the current queen, so he must be related in some way, yeah. is the 18th Earl of Strathmore Kinghorn. And he li- <laughs> he lives at Gloms with his wife and young family. And Robert goes, The story of the Lord of Glams and the Earl of Crawford is a fantastic tale. 
Do you know where the room is in which they were supposed to have played? And he says, Well, I think my ancestors definitely blocked up a room here, and it is known as a secret room, but I don't know where it is. But it could well be within feet of where we're standing. Blocking up the room did little to silence the noises, and could it be that the spectre of a bearded corpse was in fact the Earl Beardy, (laughs) condemned (laughs) as one of the living dead? (sighs) In conclusion... (laughs) In Scotland... The dark and rugged beauty of the landscape reminds us of the country's vivid history, its warring ancient clans, hard fighting men and their violent battles, bloody revenge and cruel deeds that echoed through the centuries. In the twilight world between sleep and wake, spectres of another time move into our existence. <laughs> <laughs> Cute, ominous bagpipes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so those are Haunted Fivey Castle and Haunted Glom's Castle. And of course, I always have more Haunted Castle information. So Hell I will yeah. probably do more Haunted Scotland yes. coming up. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I think I'll also do a Haunted... Uh, <laughs> haunted is this podcast has ruined me and i say haunted before everything uh i will also do uh, a patreon episode of book and movie recommendations for celebrating whodunit day and for um reading spooky murder mystery things and uh yeah spooky castle bricked up things because I've got some recommendations for that oh, if you yeah. want to read some books set you know bricked away in a in a in a castle across the pond an immaculate vibe especially now that the weather's cooling down yeah the sky it's is crisp getting in the air. whiter and darker and the sun is setting earlier it's pr- it's, castle it's a weather, wonderful baby. time to be bricked up in a castle absolutely beautiful um so uh, if you become a patron, I will spit out a nice little episode for you to to have tons of stuff to enjoy throughout November. All right. That's my ghost stories. Yay, loved it. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Beardy. Yeah, me too. I wonder, I really, I don't, I don't think they probably were condemned to endless doomsday playing of gambling into middle of the night. I- yeah, I feel like it kind of be a gift. I don't think so, I Morgan. Love that. I think that's the wrong interpretation of this. I don't know. I think the devil blessed him. That's what I'm taking away from this. I mean, lots of horrible, horrible things have happened in castles in Scotland, Ireland, England, and Wales, and yeah, the rest of the world, for that matter. For for the devil to literally come and be like, "Oh, I'm sentencing you to hell," right? fucking now because they just like gambled around midnight on the sabbath i'm like then everyone who did any stupid shit and horrible shit in a castle would (laughs) would be forever doomed you know like the castles would be full eternally yeah that feels like a really low bar but anyway i'm not trying to dispute the dark prince what a fancy devil yeah rubies (laughs) 
this enough? <laughs> I've never played before. Will you teach me? <sighs> Alright, guys. Have a spooky night. Filled with restless dreams. Of haunted things. Bye bye. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs>